0: Hey, what's up? It's Duff. It's another episode of Duff on Censored. I hope you're having a great day. I am. Uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook, Sp- uh, Superbook Sports Colorado. Excuse me, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. They're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. They're closing the doors for good as of uh, April 9th of 2023. I'm going down there for Rockies opening day. That's gonna be as I record this. That's tomorrow, and I'm gonna be down there. So if you're down there, come say hi. I'm gonna be running around downtown Denver, interviewing people, having fun for Mile High Life as well as Mile High Sports, and uh, getting some good content with my buddy Kip Wilson. And uh, hope to see you down there again. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some magic markers, and I'm gonna go into autograph mode. And I will sign body parts as long as it's not a wiener. Okay, I'll sign just about anything else. No buts, guys, ladies. Well, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Am I? I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. I will go into autograph mode. Boom, boom, boom. We'll get it on video. It'll be hilarious. Oh my God, that would be a funny little bit. If you see me, be like, dude, duh, duh. We want your autograph. We'll do a funny video. And it'll be me, like, signing random parts of your body. Okay? Be hilarious. It'll go viral. Next thing you know, you'll get it tattooed. And then uh, we'll be we'll be famous together, you and me. There we go. It'll be fun. So it's going to be fun going down to Coors Field. I haven't gone to an opening day in a few years, so it's always exciting. I'm not actually going to go to the game because i got to be back home and do stuff around the house and pick up the kids from school, all that good stuff. But uh, it'll still be fun to go down in Denver and just hang out with you guys. So, if you see me, tweet at me too. If you if you're trying to find me, but uh, at the Huff Podcast or at the Anyway, got a lot going on. Got some headlines to get to today, including some big news with the Denver Broncos. Even though we knew it was coming, it's just now it's just kind of making the the rounds of things that we need to talk about. It was interesting. I get an email from my daughter's teacher. And she said, hey, you guys remember the game Oregon Trail? Well, anyway, we're teaching the kids about you know, how, how people used to travel back in the day. Here's a link to play the old school version of the game on your home computer. And I'm like, holy shit, this is exciting. So my daughter and I were playing it last night. And eh, she wasn't as excited as I was. Because if you think about it, back in the day when this game came out, I mean, computer games weren't as cool as they are now. Back then, there wasn't as many distractions with technology. Now they can hop on a tablet or hop on TV and get just about anything they want in a a matter of seconds. Back then, we had a computer in the school and you could throw in a floppy disk and play the Oregon Trail or Oregon Trail, depending on where you live. Anyway, it was fun. I had a blast doing it. I actually have it pulled up right here. It was kind of fun. I was like, I'll give you guys a, an idea of where I'm at. The weather, it's cool. My health, it's poor. The, the pace, grueling. Listen, I'm a grinder. Quit being a pussy and going, oh, I can't handle it. Deal with it, right? Okay, I'm not changing the pace. I'm giving you full rations. You are filled to the brim. Okay, we're gonna continue on the trail. Eventually, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna die. Oh, apparently, the trail's divided here. Do you want to head for Green River Crossing or head for Fort Bridger? Fuck if I know. Let's go ahead and go for the Green River. Probably sounds like a death trap. Does we're uh, 57 miles from uh, uh from Green River. Oh shit, I just fucked something up. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Apparently, Clara died of dysentery. Huh? Fucking bitch! You know what? We all kind of had a feeling about her. Like she just really wasn't pulling her weight. So the fact that she died of dysentery—is it really a loss? Nah, nah. It is funny though. It's a—it's a blast from the past playing that game. And it's funny when you go into the hunt when you go hunting. It's very basic. You know, you only use like uh, like five keys in order to shoot the buffalo the squirrels or whatever and i always aim for the bears or you get the big ones right and it what always annoys me is you could shoot like so much you no matter what you're only going to be able to bring back a hundred pounds so ridiculous i mean come on dude start gaining some muscle start start working a little harder okay i can only bring back a hundred pounds that's not that much you're gonna fucking Kill your entire family on the Oregon Trail because you you can't carry more than 100 pounds. How about you bring a buddy, huh? So you can both pack it out. Jesus, it's not that hard. How the fuck did we survive this long as a society when apparently you could uh, break wagon wheels with ease, you drowned in the rivers, and then motherfuckers can only drag back 100 pounds? What the fuck, man? died of dysentery what is the other ones like clora i don't know how to pronounce some of those it's a good game i suggest you google it and see if you can find a free version of it because i'm not sure if i have like a special school version of it or what but uh it's kind of fun kind of a, a good little blast from the past if you never played it uh you're missing out that being said it's very hard to get used to only using the keyboard because you can't use the mouse, at least on this version, so it's hard to go back into that press 1 or press Y for yes or no or N for no, etc. It's all strictly keyboard, and it's kind of weird for me to get back into that type of mode. But you know what we need to get into right now? Headlines!
1: Let's go! Let's go!
0: And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we talked about this lady before. Amanda Booth is the owner and operator of Jizzy Jewelry. With a name like that, it should be famous. She uses semen to make jewelry. She dries it up. Like you, you, You pop a load, you send it to her and be like, hey, I would like to make earrings. And she's like, okay, cool. And she has a process. Like I said, she dries it out, mixes it with some ceramic or whatever the fuck she does. And, and she actually is making a lot of money on this. As much as I want to laugh at this and go, oh, my God, what's wrong with people? She's making $300,000 a year doing this. Now, that being said, she's only been in business for a year. So are those are, is that number something that you could really lean on? I don't think so. We'll see what she ends up doing this year. But it sounds like it's, business is not slowing down. In fact, this is why I brought this up, because it's so bizarre, and then my mind started racing going, holy shit, what the fuck? So, she said, uh, a client sent her his sample, and we process it into a powder, and there we mix the powder with uh, translucent clay, and then... She said, this has been by far the, the largest batch of Jizzy Clay that I've had to make. Jizzy Clay. Jizzy Clay. That could be a band name. What's your name? We're Jizzy Clay, man. We rock.
1: <laughs> Jizzy Clay in the house.
0: Okay. Anyway. She said, my client just wanted a simple showpiece for himself to put on his shelf. What was it? It was an egg. He had a, a, a jizz egg made. And he wants it for as a showpiece. Nobody wants to see that. Sorry. You know who wants to see it? Just you. Just you. Imagine going over to this dude's house. He's like so proud of it. Hey, guys, do you want to see my my egg made out of jizz? No. No, I don't, Todd. Jesus Christ. I know that's, that's all you've been talking about at work. Hey, guys, did you know I have a jizz egg? Yeah, we know, Todd fuck we don't care it's disgusting i i I don't know if you guys remember but i have that jizz egg everything is jizz egg it's like as somebody that goes on vacation that all they can do when they get back is talk about how beautiful the water was in hawaii and shit like that i'm i'm notorious for that i go on somewhere somewhere cool and i can't stop talking about it this guy can't stop talking about his jizz egg oh it's great did i tell you my jizz egg has sparkles Kind of reminds me of you know this this presentation that we're looking at right now during work. Anyway, or you this would be the other thing. Could you imagine this? You have friends and family over. Oh, this is a great dinner. Thank you so much. Hey, by the way, where, where's little Timmy? Timmy. Oh, honey, I think he's in the living room. <laughs> oh, there he is. See him. Hey, put that egg back on the shelf, honey. Okay. And let's not stick stuff in your mouth, okay? Then Todd's like, he what? wait, what did he put in his mouth? That's gross. <laughs> oh, gross, Todd. Well, anyway, nobody's allowed to go over to Uncle Todd's house again because that's disgusting. Sick son of a bitch. Nobody, it's just ridiculous. Come on. But, again, what do I always say? Not hurting anybody, so I guess it's okay. Just gross. Just gross. And good for her. I don't have an issue with the seller. It's more of the buyer, I guess, in a way that, you know, if you're in love with yourself, I guess that's what you want. You want semen earrings um, to give to your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever. It's just weird to me. I don't understand it. A thief in Pennsylvania stole a three-foot foam carrot from the Clearview Mall in the city of Butler because, you know, why not? What a dumb thing to steal. I imagine they didn't say anything about the thief in this story, but I imagine this has to be a young person because it's kind of funny in it's in a weird sense. You shouldn't steal and it's fucking annoying because you're stealing from companies. Uh, a lot of times small companies that can't afford to replace those things. So it's kind of a dick move. It is a dick move. But anyway, but, but. You can kind of see the humor, right? Anyway, the security guard like dropped everything. He's like, fuck yeah, man, it's time to go. You know how security guards get. They get no action. Then all of a sudden, boom, somebody steals a three foot foam carrot. Game on. Game on. So he chased the dude with the giant carrot, which would have been funny to see. Like he's just running. <laughs> It'd been funnier if the dude was in a, a bunny costume that would have been hilarious anyway the thief made it to his truck hops in the truck and then according to the police they say when the security guy tried to open the door of the trunk uh, of the truck he was dragged for right around a quarter of a mile at speeds up to right around 35 miles per hour the guard wasn't hurt in the incident but i got to be honest guys there's times where you chase people down that's not worth it. That is totally not worth it. It's a three-foot foam carrot. Is it worth getting run over and potentially die from? Because let's just what if the guy just all, all of a sudden just rams into another car? Dude's dead. For what? For trying to <laughs> to get a guy to stop stealing a, a three-foot foam carrot? Totally not worth it, man. Totally not worth it. And most of the time. I always remember this from my days working in the grocery stores and working in restaurants that you were never supposed to pursue anybody once they made it out the doors. That was our rule because there's so much potential for people to get injured. There's people like this that get dragged and killed or they just get run over or stuff like that. So it's just totally not worth it. And to be honest, a three-foot foam carrot. What, what are you saving? What are you saving, man? <laughs> not Nothing. If I was a security guard, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, stop. Stop. I mean it. Anyway, go ahead. Fuck it. I mean, st- <laughs> I'm not going to hurt myself because you're stealing a fucking carrot. The only thing I would do is if somebody stole some, like, somebody's purse or something like that, or wallet. I guess that's the only way I would pursue anybody. But overall, I'm not going to risk my life. It's, even if I am a security guard, I'm not going to risk my life chasing somebody through a parking lot because God only knows what's going to happen out there. I I understand the dude's doing his job, but I, I would like to know from security guards out there. Oh, I have a security guy friend. I, I need to reach out to him. Uh, Coco, he, uh, I would have to ask him Because I'm pretty sure that is the standard rule for security Is you don't pursue outside the the property So, interesting uh, It's just totally not worth it And again, it's a three-foot foam carrot Really? I'll put my life on the line For three foot, three feet of carrot? Hell yeah, motherfucker Jesus We got more coming your way But first, baseball is back, and the push for the postseason is on for hockey and hoops. So make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports Colorado is the best wagering app around, with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter at Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with superbook sports visit superbook.com for terms and conditions if you got a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 i don't understand some people this isn't helping danny reynolds of australia broke a guinness world record when they crafted a wig measuring eight feet and six inches wide why why what a waste of materials in fact Speaking of materials, the support structure for this was made from a bike helmet, PVC pipe, pool noodles, cable ties, and aluminum rods. Seriously, do you, do you not? To me, it's just like with all that ability to, to build this structure, I imagine Danny Reynolds did this on their own. I I, I, I feel like you're a skilled person why the fuck would you build this? Because, oh, you want to get in the Guinness Book of World Records. Guys, we go back to this a lot. Guinness Book of World Records are cool, I guess. We could put our heads together and come up with a dumb fucking Guinness Book of World Record that we could accomplish together. And, and people and you'd get other podcasters doing the same thing or other radio people doing the same thing. They're like, that's kind of dumb, but I guess good for them. Good for them. They, you know, they ate the you know the biggest sub sandwich in the world in in a certain amount of time. Something stupid like that. Most pickles <laughs> most pickles put <laughs> put on top of you while you're laying in a bathtub. Okay, I'll break that record. I'll do that. Whatever I'm sure there's something dumb like that. You're like, wow, this is a great record. Congratulations, Scott. You get a plaque. Yeah. I I I I took a bath in pickles. Woo! And then I ate them. Mmm. Delicious, I guess. Disney and Dwayne Johnson revealed just the other day that they're in the beginning stages of creating the live-action movie of Moana. A great, great cartoon when my kids were super little that just came out and they couldn't get enough of it. In fact, it still puts a smile on their face if if you mention Moana. But that being said, I don't think we've seen the movie in a couple of years. So, the fact that they're doing a live action, I imagine, will be done within a couple of years, in, in hitting the theaters. And by then, it'll be very nostalgic for a lot of these young kids and the parents that. Had to go through and watch that movie hundreds and hundreds of times. Dwayne Johnson's going to be Maui. I call him DJ. Yeah, we're buds. I have talked to Dwayne Johnson on the phone once, and he was super nice. Uh, As much as I think that he's probably on a, a schedule of steroids, based on everything I've been told, based on his age and his physique, I don't really care if he is or isn't. I just wish he would be honest if he is, but that being said, he's gonna be Maui. I guess it's not really relevant to the story that if he is or isn't. But anyway, he's gonna be Maui, and I have the perfect person to play Hey, 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 hey's the little chicken, right? Remember the chicken that just kind of just like wanders around always getting into uh, trouble. Kevin Hart, come on, if Kevin Hart doesn't play Hey, hey in the live action movie of Moana alongside Dwayne Johnson, then Disney's doing things wrong. Okay? Make it happen. Anytime Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart earn a movie together, it's it's gold. It's always good. Always worth watching. Just saying, Kevin, you're little. You own it. It's okay. Be hey hey. I think we'd all be happy about that. Uh this was something that I guess in a sense kind of came out of nowhere. I think it's more of the, one of those things that we all kind of forgot about it. And that being that John Elway's time with the Denver Broncos was coming to an end. And I'll kind of get, I'll, I'll react to this here in a second, but Mike Cliss and Rod Mackey of nine news did a quick little story, quick little recap of the situation. Let's jump in with them, and then we'll react to it.
1: It's really been a kind of a transition phase uh, that's been going on. First of all, John Elway, from general manager to uh, just the uh, leader of football operations when George Payton came in for the 2021 season. Then last year, uh, John was held on for one year as an outside consultant. That deal has expired with the uh, start of the league year a couple weeks ago. And John went to Greg Penner and said, look, uh, that's enough for me. I'd rather have a flexible schedule. If you need me as a resource uh, resource and whatever you need to look at a quarterback, uh, answer some questions about the fans, the stadium, I'm there for you. And Greg Penner said he would do that. So it was amicable that they uh, departed from each other. But uh, John Elway, uh, moving on, no longer employed or has any official role Uh, with the team and when you consider he lifted this team to prominence starting in 1983 with all that was entailed with that trade with the Baltimore Colts to get him here such a big deal Hall of Fame quarterback really had a good uh, first half of run as a general manager with five AFC West titles in five years two Super Bowl appearances Super Bowl 50 uh, World Championship uh no one uh did more for the Denver Broncos franchise than John Elway, but uh he's moving on. Yeah, they would not have all that hardware, Dove Valley, were it not for number seven.
0: Exactly. Rod Mackey tossed that in right at the end, but thank you so much to Nine News, Mike Cliss, and of course Rod Mackey, always doing a great job over there. But I know it's very popular to bag on John Elway because kind of like what Cliss was saying, is that the first half of Elway's you know, GM career was good, but the last part, not so much. That's like any industry you're always going to have highs and lows. But that being said, it is what it is. It wasn't good. There was a lot of questionable decisions, especially when it came to draft picks and stuff like that. And a lot of people, it's, it's funny because there are, it is very heavy on the hate towards John Elway as an executive. Uh, But, I did see a few people go, well, now we're stuck with Sean Payton. Like, oh, my God, you guys are always unhappy. Here's the thing. Like he said, John Elway was very successful as a quarterback, as a player. You cannot deny that. There are there some times he had some struggles at the beginning of his career, like any player. But back then, it was one of those things where we invested time, money, into you and so you're going to be our quarterback so they allow it allowed him to work through his kinks right and then he ended up going to several super bowls plenty of uh, afc championship games he was just a stud and won back-to-back super bowls for the franchise which is amazing well and then then he moves into the behind the scenes type of role non-player role and found success. Listen, we always assume that our team should be number 1. And I guess that's the way it should be. You always expect your team to be number 1. You got to be the best. I think of it like when I when I work for a company, I expect the company to be number 1 and expect that to be their objective is to try to be number 1. Nobody sets out to be Number two or less. Nobody. So you always have high expectations for the people you're associated with, especially when it comes to a company. Your team, you ex- your expectations as a fan is that you are number one all the time. And it's just impossible to be that way. While reality is, is what it is, you're not going to change our opinions as a fan base. Be like, yeah, well, I know it's really impossible, but I expect everybody behind the scenes to do what they need to do in order for us to at least be in the the hunt for number one or at least be competitive and try to get to number one. And I guess that's really what a lot of people will lean on with John Elway. is just like they didn't feel like he was putting in a proper effort. He was putting in an effort, but it just wasn't. Being executed properly, as far as we we are concerned, and there's a lot of factors that go into that. Really, something that you'll probably end up Elway will probably jump on one of the one of his buddies' podcasts or one of his uh, buddies' radio shows, something like that, and maybe he'll start spilling the tea a little bit when it comes to the reality of his position and the struggles that he ran into. I mean, I'll send him a text. I have his phone number. I I really doubt that he's going to want to come on and talk with me. But that being said, I would ask him, be like, John, like the perception from a lot of Denver Bronco fan base is that you didn't execute the way you should have when it came to the role as general manager. Why do you think that is? And can you see their perspective? And I'd be interested to see what he, he would say if he gave an honest answer. And a lot of times people will do the runaround and not actually give a, an actual answer to that because it, that's, all, that's a deep question. There's a lot of individuals involved. Do you think he's going to want to start throwing people under the bus like his buddy Matt Russell or anybody, anybody else and be like, well, they were in charge of this and like, there's only so much I can do. I doubt I doubt he's going to be that kind of guy. He's still, ultimately, he's a team player. So he's not going to be starting, starting to throw people under the bus. You'll never know officially the struggles that he dealt with. I doubt it. I doubt we'd ever find out if, or he would openly admit that he fucked up a lot of things. Like, I shouldn't have drafted this guy. I, God, seriously, I, I'm pissed off that I did that. <laughs> There's a lot of, hey, pick a guy. There's a lot of questionable draft picks. And you're just like, why the fuck did they draft that guy? I really want to hear John Elway more since he's now separated from from the company uh, that is the Denver Broncos, which is a good thing. It's a good thing for the franchise to officially go, okay, ties are cut. He's moving on. We're moving on. It's a different, just a different regime now. And that's cool, that's good. That means that the Denver Broncos are moving on. A lot of the quote-unquote old fat has been cut off and now it's a new piece of meat. Right? In in a sense, in a weird way, it's a good thing. Companies need to do that. You can't constantly be living in the past. If you look at this Broncos franchise, it's very clean, it's very new now. There's not a lot of old pieces lingering around that's a good thing and i i don't hate john elway i cannot that's the john elway's the guy that rubbed my shoulders once at broncos training camp we had a moment okay okay he did he's just like hey what's up to huff and then he like rubbed my shoulders and and uh, patted my back now he probably read my my credential and was just like oh yeah that that guy but we had a moment, okay? So fuck off, okay? I'm just living in, in the hopes that he's just like, hey, duh, we should hang out sometime. It's not going to happen. But I would like to have somebody sit down, and yeah, I'm open to it, but I, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath at all for that, to sit down and just be like, John, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about your legacy with the Denver Broncos. Do you think it was tarnished near the end? And do you feel that your legacy was bailed out in a sense by Peyton Manning? Because you subtract that addition to his his behind the scenes time, you subtract Peyton Manning, and then you still got just tough times. You know, obviously you can't you can't sit there and really judge that because we they they lay in Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning did come here and the Broncos had a phenomenal time when Peyton Manning was here under the leadership of John Elway. I mean, so you can't really throw that in there, but you know, you, you could kind of let your imagination run wild. Be like, John, if, if the Broncos don't get Peyton Manning, what was your next step? That would be an interesting conversation. Be like, wow, that's, that's great. Scott, probably the best question I've ever been asked. I I know it's easy for us all to join in on the hate towards John Elway. It's just not necessary. It's not helping anything. I know we're quick to judge everybody else, but then fuck, man, you take a second and you step back and you look at yourself and go, fuck, yeah, I got some issues too. I'm not perfect either. I, I just get tired of the bandwagon hate for John Elway. And sure, I was probably on it a, a few times here and there because it's easy to fall into that trap. But ultimately, I'm proud of the time that John Elway was here with the Denver Broncos. I, I loved it when he played, and I was, for the most part, happy when he, he was running things behind the scenes. Everybody fucks up. Everybody fucks up, and don't act like you, you know everything about football, by the way. There's so much shit that goes on behind the scenes when it comes to football that even people I know that used to play the game and are in deep with a lot of the the franchises out there, they will even tell you that there is so much shit that goes on behind the scenes and how things work, the mechanics of how the industry works as a whole of the NFL all the way down to each individual franchise and how things work. That, that it's mind-blowing to even those people that are right there. And here we are, the fans, myself included, sitting back going, Jesus, man, why'd you draft that guy? That guy's a fucking moron, Paxton Lynch. What the fuck? Or or pick another guy? Listen, we, we always do that. We're, it's It is what it is. That's part of being a fan. You expect your team to be number one. But in reality, it's not always the case. But here's the thing. I will always have John Elway on a pedestal, and I think he he was a great addition to the Denver Broncos. And like Rod Mackey said, without John Elway, they don't have all those championships. They have three championships, and John Elway was involved in all three of them. Two as a player, one as an executive. So that alone is worth him Deserving a round of applause and a big thank you from us Listen, I, I could sit there and spin my wheels on it But it's just I, I just don't see the need for us to be dicks about it Okay How many times have you sucked at your job and made some bad decisions? You go on a rough skid and you're like, dude On paper, this made fucking sense I don't know what's happening <laughs> What is going on? And you know that they're gonna they're gonna pick his brain every now and then, like like John offered his his assistance if need be. Hey, you need me to look at a quarterback or you have some advice on certain things? Sure. I'll pop in, I'll lend my thoughts. That's cool. That's John Elway, man. He is Denver through and through. So did I suck his dick? Maybe a little. <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. I I I stroked him off a little bit. But it's John Elway. Come on, man. I'm a Bronco fan. I don't need to just swim in the pool of hate. It's John fucking Elway. Three championships, courtesy of John Elway. That's all I got to say. Two as a player, one as an executive. I will always appreciate John Elway. So get out of the pool of hate that is just so easy to dip into. And just sit back and relax and and realize what he brought to the table. Sure, he had some rough roads. We all do. Don't act like you don't. Don't act like you don't. Get off your high horse. And sit back and enjoy what John Elway was and is. So, anyway, John, call me. Call me. Please. Love you. Anyway, thank you guys so much. By the way, I, I try to do these rebroadcasts on Facebook for... Uh, these shows. So I'll do the video rebroadcast. And if you follow me on Facebook, you may have noticed this yesterday. I'm trying to rebroadcast the video. So basically I put this, put the video of this episode into this app and I just basically hit play and it will broadcast it through uh, Facebook and do Facebook live. That way people get really get notified and you can hop in and I'll sit there and interact with you if you want. The app started fucking up yesterday, and it was going. It was like doing double audio of everything, fucked it up. I tried like ten times, which was probably nine times too many, <laughs> and eventually I just had to post it regular. So I don't know if that's going to happen today, but I like doing it live. That way, you guys can kind of interact, and and you get more notifications that I'm doing it. But if you can check me out on Facebook, go to, uh, facebookcom slash podcast. You can uh, like the page, and I try to put all these videos up there along with this little snippets of the podcast as well, but it does help me out. Watch the reels. Make sure you sit, click on it so you get the ads that aren't in your face. I like how Facebook does, does ads on reels because it's just like at the bottom. It's not invasive, doesn't disrupt the video you're watching, but I get paid for those, those real ads now, which is awesome. I made $30 last month. Not too shabby. Uh-huh. Now the government's going to be coming after me. God damn it. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, you can find me all over social media at the Huff Podcast. And you can always hit me up on my email, uh, the at Gmail.com. Almost forgot it. It's so simple, but I, I forgot it. I, I'm a simple minded man. I am. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're going out to opening day, make sure you stop by and say hi. Kip Wilson and I are going to be running around town, but also we're going to kind of make Blake Street Tavern at 23rd and Blake kind of our home base. And uh, that way we can say goodbye to Chris Fusley and everybody and the great staff over at Blake Street Tavern as they close their doors on April 9th. So stop by. If you see me, again, I'll be in autograph mode. And I'll be, I'll be signing boobies and I'll be signing arms, legs, no wieners, guys. No wieners. I don't care how big or small it is. I'm not going to do it unless you pay me. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Every man has a price. He does. Anyway, thank you so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.